0: Welcome everyone to another episode of Friday PM. Thank you for joining us. I'm here with my wife Charlene, and we have two special guests that we're going to introduce to you soon. But welcome to another episode, another week, and for our regular viewers, welcome back to the episode and our time together. Any new viewers, you might have just stumbled on Friday PM. Well, we know that there are no accidents, especially when it comes to the to the things of the Lord, and we know That it's no accident that you're joining us and that God's got a special plan and purpose for you watching us today. So be mightily blessed and hopefully you can see all the other episodes on Friday p.m. Well, as you can see, we're out here in the beautiful area of of Bexhill in the sun. And we're out in nature. You might hear some birds singing and giving us some background music for our our time together. but we pray that you'll be so encouraged with our guests. We've got two special people today. And I'm going to introduce them to you. Um, of course, you know my wife, Charlene and I, and uh, we're privileged to introduce and welcome to the program, Michael and Sue Enzor. Welcome. Thank you.
1: thank you. Thank
0: you. It's wonderful to have you both here and thank you for making the time. We're going to talk about, just basically a bit about their their the history that you had, the experience that you had a little bit, uh, but also maybe helping someone watching us today because you've had such an interesting journey of faith and how God's used you in different capacities. And when we were with you recently, by the way, we ministered at a, a, a venue and that's a Baptist church that we use for an evening meeting uh, ministry time together and it was wonderful and afterwards when we were sharing fellowship we were just so encouraged by their hearts uh, for ministry and and helping young people and we just sent such an excitement and i think it's that excitement that we want people to see and and to be encouraged by today Uh, so i've got a whole list here okay of of all the things you know accomplishments (laughs) which i know you don't want us to read but um it's that's why it's such a privilege to have you here because you've had such a wealth of experience. But as you know, and your, the viewers there also know that we want to just make it really practical for someone today, a practical life application to serve the Lord better. So at the moment you're serving, just telling us, tell us and our viewers, uh, please tell us a little bit of what you're doing at the moment as this present moment in your life.
1: We're currently uh, connected with uh, St. John's Baptist Church, which is in, in Baxail. Uh, There are three Baptist churches in Bexhill, and we're the the newest. And it's a real church plant from the larger Baptist church of of Beulah Baptist Church. Um, Yeah, um, St John's Baptist Church is is very very new, it was only created two years ago. Uh, But that came out of um, an outreach effort that we wanted to do within Bexhill. Um, We'd been members of uh, Beulah Baptist Church for, for years and years and so doing outreach work within there and the youth work there. But we found that trying to deal with some of the young people who were on the fringes of society with all sorts of problems just was not compatible with the the uh, uh, the work that Beulah Baptist Church would, were doing um, because we were suffering sort of damage to the church and things. So, so I started looking for another building where we could do this outreach to young people particularly. And so um, After a long search, this redundant church became available. And so I took it on as being a community center, as an outreach center. And that was 12 years ago now. And over that time, it's been built up with a whole load of community groups hiring the place. And it was about five years ago, um, I said, right, really, I wanted to step up the Christian work within that that place. And that's when we met with um, Cathy and Gordon Uh, Lee, uh, Cathy, is a a Baptist minister, and so we started doing it and we were recognized as being a a pioneer church plant in this old, uh, formerly redundant building, and uh, really good because um, uh, at the end of the uh, tenancy lease that I had for the property, um, we were able to purchase the building, and that was with uh, funding from the Baptist Union of Great Britain. And so we became a baby Baptist church um, and we meet on a Sunday and a Wednesday regularly for, for worship time. But it is unconventional, it's very contemporary and we do Sunday, which is a, we call it cafe church. So we do that's nice. toast and coffee and everything, we meet around in tables, chat and get the Bible out and worship. And we try and pray for each other. So that's where we're at, at this moment.
0: Mm. Sue, so, and is it, is it just spiritual, practical help? Is it a combination of the two?
2: Well, it's a, it's a combination of the two, really. About two, well, actually about seven years ago, um, I started working for Christians Against Poverty as a debt coach. Um, and we have a center in Bexhill. And um, as part of the work there, um, I went. To, we, we decided that we would start life skills and a job club. So I trained to do life skills and Michael trained to do the job club. And so we ran these for about two years, maximum probably, um, and had varying numbers of people coming in. Mainly people who come to our church have no church background. Mm. Um, And so they come in slightly anxious not quite knowing what they're coming to Um, but it has been wonderful um, to see the Lord's hand in changing people's lives and so I remember one of the ladies that came um, who's a very dear friend of mine now um, was so scared of coming that she had to come with her daughter Um, and she was absolutely transformed by the Lord And was baptized about two or three two years, years ago years, yeah. yeah two years ago, um, and along with other people, and brought some, uh, one of her neighbors. So her neighbor also became, came to the Lord. Um, and he was baptized um, a year ago in the sea because we, we don't have a baptistry because we're not a, although we are a Baptist church, the original building didn't have one. So the first baptism, we had a hot tub um, and we had four people being baptised. And then the second one, we had two people being baptised in the sea because we were able to do it between lockdowns. You know, we've all been suffering lockdown, haven't we? But we had a wonderful time last, about two years ago in the summer, where um, Darren was baptized along with Jamie, who was from the job club. Job club yeah. So um, oh. that was a great blessing. Um, yes, yeah, so so you, we have those sorts of things, but um, also there are opportunities for just meeting people. I mean, we actually do, Michael does all the maintenance and I do all the cleaning. <laughs> um, and so you're meeting people all the time um, who use the building and, um, we had a great experience not very long ago. I think it was a great experience. Um, We often have people wanting to hire the place for birthday parties. And uh, so you're never quite sure what people are going to do with the place. So I suppose I had a bit of an ulterior motive. So I said, I tell you what, why don't I come and do teas and coffees for all the adults? Um, And I'll just be in the kitchen and you can enjoy using the room. And then if you need anything you know, you have an accident or something, then I'm on hand to help you. And it worked brilliantly. And the the parents, there was a little boy who was six, it was his sixth birthday. Um, and there were lots of children and lots of parents because parents come with their children, don't they? And um, so we had a really lovely time just chatting through the hatch, um, talking to people about, you know, anything really, just making friends. And that's actually what we do a lot of. I mean, you, d- you right. find that, don't you, when you've been doing um,
1: maintenance outside the building? Oh, one one of the, the, the fun things that we had was, um, yes, I, I do the gardening and I clean and I do some carpentry and I repair the building, things like that. So I'm out and about. And people stop me in the streets and uh, have conversations with them. Um, and one of the guys stopped me and said, is this church actually open? And so I was able to tell them about it. And uh, he ended up coming along on the Sunday morning, and that was Robin. Yes. And, and, and you know, he, was, he was a person who had wandered in his... Uh, he was a Christian, but he had got no church affiliation at all, and just wandered, and he was... He was. So by joining us and feeling part of our little family, um, he, he got that sort of sense of belonging and uh, that was great another, another one I was out doing the gardening and, and the lady walked past and said um, do you do weddings here and so I said well I'm sure we can <laughs> and, and um, so she said I've booked the date in September. September coming and um, so uh, we've actually ha- hurried to get registered for, for weddings and things like that and I've introduced her and her The gentleman she's married to, Kathy, and so they're doing um, marriage preparation classes with Kathy in order to be, and and she's now going to be coming along to the church. So it's just just meeting people in different places. And and she brought a
2: friend, didn't she? She, They both turned up the other week when we happened to be there.
1: The doors were open. open. They wander in.
3: Wow.
2: Yeah. Mm. And the friend said, "Oh, I'd like to come to church." So we're praying that she will. Yeah. So that's, that's lovely. So that's sort of how we operate, really,
1: isn't it? I'll give you a couple of other, other things. I, I'm quite thrilled. Since lockdown, we've, we now have two community choirs that come. You, you know the lovely stage that you used when you came to do the concerts uh, yeah. here. Um, so we've got two community choirs that uh, come, one on a Tuesday night, one on a, a Thursday night. And the Tuesday night is, is a gospel choir. It's nothing to do with us, but they, they wanted to find a venue where they could sing gospel music. Again, many I think half of them may be Christians, the other half are not, but most of them don't go to church anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so in fact, Tuesday night is almost becoming church because they are singing gospel songs and the leader there is sort of um, using the gospel song with a message in it. Um, and I've decided I'm going to join that choir you know, oh, I've got to sing, um, be- because I, I feel as if they're in the right place. So, so they've now welcomed me into the choir and I'm getting to know them a lot more. And it's an opportunity of reinforcing the gospel message in the gospel songs, even though they don't go to church. And the, the other choir is a ladies uh, community choir. Again, it's, it's all ladies. They want me to join that one. And I say, no, I don't, don't think I qualify. <laughs> But but again, it, it, it's having the opportunity um, uh, of having the building. Yes, I know I'm the sort of the caretaker and I do all the maintenance, but I'm always in and out of the building. So I get to know all the different groups that are in there. And and I get people saying, you know, um, is, is, is there somebody who will, will pray for me about something? And I, I think, yeah, okay, let's just step out of the way for a moment. And, you know, this is a church, we can pray for you. And it's just those conversations that just sort of pop out of nowhere.
2: Yeah, I think, I think we, it's amazing that we meet, we, you know, we're just very ordinary people and we just meet ordinary people. But it's amazing how many people have questions of faith um, and want they want something more. Um, And so people, they may not, may not have had a positive experience of church or, you know, it may not have been the best thing for them, but they want to know the Lord somehow. They want some reality, I think, about faith. And um, I think it's just a great blessing. I mean, I think we are very unconventional. People don't we had a lady who turned up a few weeks ago who had been coming to our cinema. So we've been running a cinema through the winter, which is not run by us, but we, I make the teas and coffees and you show the films.
1: But the I'm lady, the master projectionist. Yeah, they so. projection.
2: But the lady who operates... Someone's got to do it. ...runs the, the, the club, as it were, is, is not um, a believer, but she's becoming a friend. And that's how I think we reach out to people, isn't it? You make friends with people. But we had a lady, one of the ladies who regularly came to the cinema, turned up on a Sunday to find out what we did and wanted to come in Um, and absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. She was a very lonely older lady. And we do run on a very informal basis. So before we start our gathering on a Sunday morning, as Michael has said, we have toast and coffee, but we, we go around and we chat to everybody who's there. Mm-hmm. And so you have conversations. And then if there, we've got um, a young man who's been coming with his little girl, who's only a few Two. 14 months or something. And so she's you know, loving going around saying hello to everybody. And you could just see this lady blossoming, opening, relaxing in a family environment. Because I think that's what it is. It's a sort of family environment. And I think that's probably true for a lot of the people that we have. I mean, people that we've reached out to who haven't known the Lord you know, have got all sorts of baggage of their own and um, have just felt the love of the Lord and come to know the Lord and just love being with us. They just love it. And so they will always want to be there. Um, And so you've got all these single people, a lot of them are single people, but it makes a family together really doesn't it we're not a big congregation we don't have a lot of people Um, we perhaps have anywhere between you know around 10 or 12 of us for breakfast on a Sunday Um, but somebody said to me I wouldn't have come if you'd been crowds of people I wouldn't have been able to come in I'm too anxious about being with lots of people so you see the Lord's got a place for everything hasn't he and everyone
0: wonderful Charlene, it's the relationship side, isn't it, that's important? I'm so
4: inspired because, you know, I was just listening to to a a teacher this morning just while I was getting ready and he was saying something I hadn't thought before Paul used to go around and start communities mothers fathers mm-hmm. sisters brothers he he wasn't out he was out to start a church and and share his faith and share the love of Jesus but it was more relational than anything else he's and he always said love one another and, and he even said, uh, um, "Imitate me in the way that I love you, my brethren." I can't wait to be back with you, my. And they became his extended family. All the places he started churches, mm. and it was a family environment. And this one gave, and that one gave. It's the wonderful, you know, uh, New Testament church of just loving and sharing and caring and what I love about your story is that you weren't out there to start a church you you really just wanted to uh, have a place a building for young people Mm -hmm. and uh, I'd love we'd actually love to share how your journey started with you just being in the church and then having been at the sale uh, the club and then your journey of becoming a counselor in the area and how the Lord (laughs) did that and I wish we had time to do that but I feel the Lord's steering us into this direction where perhaps somebody um, you are sitting at home and you're thinking Lord I have a heart for young people Uh, how do I start and it starts in serving in your church isn't it and then the Lord starts opening up and that's the journey that you took by uh, just wanting to serve, mm. getting a, bu- a, a building, and then the Lord bringing the people and it becoming a church, whether you liked it or not.
0: I, I think that's the secret is that, and I think we talked about this just before we started the recording, is just to say, um, you were, it's to put yourself in the position to build that relationship. Because right. I think through COVID, people are very restricted, very very insecure in a way. Uh, it's almost like people are very careful and keeping a distance, maybe like that lady. The Bible says to those who are doomed for death, we've got the smell of death, but those who are doomed for for life and eternal life, we have the fragrance. You talk about the lady opening, opening. it's like a flower, isn't it, mm-hmm. the fragrance. So just maybe for someone out there is yeah. thinking, well, how do I get myself in that position to be used by the Lord? How does someone get themselves there?
1: It's- I probably haven't got time to do everything, but um, uh, yes, I was brought up in a a Christian home. Um, I uh, went to university and questioned everything in life, and it wasn't until I was uh, 22 that I happened to have the the Gerald moment with uh, having met Gerald Coates, uh, and he... Uh, led me in the Lord and he was the one that baptized me. So it's, it's 50 years ago now that since uh, Gerald baptized me, so I've had a long journey with the Lord. But I've, I've been in business, I've been in um, big corporations in central London um, as, as a businessman, but as a Christian in business. So it, you've always got to be um, you know, upholding your Christian uh, values in a Christian setting. Uh, in a a business setting. But at the same time, I've been involved in things in Bexhill. We've been here many years. So I got involved in uh, the the local sailing club. I love sailing. Uh, We we had to do some uh, grant applications for a new boathouse. And the leader of the council uh, spoke to me and he said, Michael, you're very involved in the community. Um, Would you stand to become a local councillor? So I stood and I got elected on our local district council and I got so involved in this. I really enjoyed getting involved or did all the training community, had my surgeries with uh, constituents. And within a year he said, Oh, will you stand for election for the county council? And so I said, I stood, yes, I stood for election. I got elected. So I was both district and county, but I, I dropped the district after four years. So on county council, I was um, then uh, on audit committee, I then was chair of the children's services committee and had to deal with education and everything to do with um, troubled families. Um, So there was an opportunity again to serve your community in that council role, making wise judgments I then was uh, chairman of the uh, Health uh, Scrutiny Committee, looking at the whole of the NHS in this area, and their big decisions. You get to know an awful lot of people. And then they made me chairman of the whole council. And so it was a matter of then managing uh, the council meeting, 50 councillors all wanting to say something. Uh, but also, I was a bit of a, a, um, a, uh, a community leader, for that because as chairman you get around the whole of the county meeting different people in different settings, encouraging all the mayors of the different towns. But I had great opportunity of being able to be a Christian in that setting. Mm. So people knew that I was a Christian. So when I had my um, Christmas reception for all the mayors of the whole of the county, um, it was Christmas. So I wanted to give the Christmas message and I wanted to say a a prayer of blessing on all the mayors in the whole county. So it's just using those little circumstances that um, you get. Um, So although it wasn't a a church initiative, you know, here's me a businessman um, as a counselor working in the community with a heart for people, heart for the community. just just making sure that you've got the opportunity of telling people about Jesus along the way
0: a question for you both how does someone think well how do i find my role how do i how do i get connected because i think some people might be trapped We're in the church i don't really sometimes see directly in church if my gifts are being used or how to get involved and I think just getting involved is, is is the main thing. Is to just find an avenue of serving, right? How how can someone just find find their gifting, find find their lane, so to speak? Um, how can someone find that or a tool? I,
2: I th- well, for me, I think that um, sometimes you can feel I've got to be somebody special. I've got to have some particular That's... gift. I can't play a guitar. I can't sing. I can't. What can I do? But actually. Um, the Lord knows what you can do and what you're good at. And personally, I have found that the Lord only asked me to do the things that he knows I, I won't mess up. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when we very first started off with a youth group, which we were talking about young people, um, we decided we'd cook them a meal. Um, and they loved it. Uh, and we did that throughout the youth club evenings that we did we cooked them an evening meal pizza anything yeah we tended to be kids yeah, yeah, food <laughs> but they loved it and that we all sat around the table together all the helpers and all the kids um eating the meal and i often had the sense that um they that wasn't something that those children and young people did Um, And for a while, we actually did Sunday lunches too. And so some of the young men that we did, uh, we ran a group for, came for Sunday lunch as well. Um, I mean, I think there were always ulterior motives. People will always come for food. Yes. Always. Mm. And that is a great opportunity Mm. for outreach. I mean, when we first started the cafe church, before any of the lockdowns, we did a cooked breakfast. Full English yeah and so (laughs) we had yeah yeah exactly (laughs) so (laughs) people came for the food and of course people who needed food Hmm. came
1: homeless people so we had loads
2: of homeless people rough sleepers all sorts of people um coming in and we got to know them um with lockdown that changed we were not able to do that anymore but um it is a great opportunity and For me, I just feel thankful to the Lord that He doesn't ask me to do something, which I can't do. I can cook breakfast, or I can cook a meal, and it doesn't have to be an amazing meal. We did hot dogs or pizza, or for the kids, you know, something that they wanted jacket potatoes. Things that are simple, um, and not too onerous. And of course, I hope we had helpers, but it was. It was a great opportunity, but,
1: wasn't it? But um, you, you said that a person who may be watching this mm. who will be in a church right. wanting to see where the Lord is leading them. There are opportunities within the church anyway mm. by you know, offering, you know, volunteering. But there are other organisations outside mm. the church who are absolutely yeah. brilliant at using your Christian... Sue was talking about CAP, Christians Against Poverty, Debt Counselling. Um, we were uh, street pastors for many years so it's a matter of going along say i want to be trained to be a street pastor and it was great training and you out on the street at night time dealing with people who are lonely and the conversations we had on the street at night um, and as uh, uh, street pastors you, you go to the pubs it's amazing how young men with a pint of beer in their hands want to talk to you about god <laughs> It amazing. is amazing, yeah. and, and because they um, see street um, pastor, they think, you know... Pastor, yeah.
2: you know, pray pasta. for us, will you pray for us? But,
1: and, and, and the number of times we've had people who, who literally walking across the square in front of us, one person with a bicycle, we stop them, how are you doing, talk to conversation. We'd only just found that he, his mother had recently died and he was in tears and we were able to pray for him there and then on the street, in the middle of the square. Um, And so many situations like that. So I mean, the street pastors and there are other people. Um, Yeah,
2: I was given a job the other day because we had our Easter March through the town.
4: Mm.
2: And um, one of the pastors who was leading it gave me a bag of Easter eggs and said, here you are Sue, can you give these out? And I had the most amazing conversations. I didn't just give them to children, I gave them to anybody really. And so it was amazing being able to just talk to people and share the love of the Lord. Mm. Not necessarily preaching at them, but just Mm. sharing and then being touched by that.
0: I mean, amazing what you said there and what you guys have shared because I think so many times the enemy holds people captive. Yeah. Mm. He whispers little lies about we, what we can and cannot do. We feel like we have to have some kind of qualification before we can go and help somewhere. So whether you're washing dishes or cooking or cleaning a floor or just just moving things, whatever needs doing. And I think that's what I'm really taking on board today is, is, is just to make yourself available. Just get plugged in. Just get ready to serve somewhere and um, maybe... The two of you, or Michael, maybe if you can lead, just to pray for someone out there today that's maybe been feeling frustrated, hamstrung, just feeling worthless, feeling like, oh, but I'm, I'm not qualified. And just to eradicate those lies that the enemy's been telling them and just maybe to release someone to find their ministries to serve the Lord.
1: Well, thank you for this opportunity. Maybe I need to address the camera. and. Um, Yes, it's a tremendous opportunity. I, I want to encourage anyone who is actually watching this uh, in what we've been hearing, um, because it's just a matter of walking with the Lord Jesus in day by day, step with him. Uh, he will be uh, a light to your path and a lamp to your feet. And just need to look to Jesus and he will be the one that opens the doors. So um, thank you, Dan. Let me pray. Let me pray for uh, anyone who's watching this and that you might be encouraged. Oh Lord Jesus, we thank you that uh, uh, you are such an encouragement. We thank you for your love. We thank you for the way that you care for us. And we thank you for all the talents and gifts that you grant us. And I do pray that uh, you will continue to have your hand on our lives in a very special way. I do pray, Lord Jesus, that you will open doors to the people who will be watching here if you are worrying about what to do. But Lord Jesus, I just pray that you will speak to us and that you will open the door. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you will have all the glory and that you will have all the blessing. And we just want to be able to honor the Father in the things that we do. And we want to give the name of Jesus uh, high in all the things we say and do. May you be honored. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for that prayer. Thank you for sharing. Our time went so quickly. <laughs> but it was wonderful having you on Friday PM. Thank you very much for making the time. I know someone out there has been deeply, deeply touched and encouraged by what you've shared and will go on to do great and mighty things for the Lord. Uh, so thanks again. Uh, thanks for coming. And we hope to see you again You're down welcome. here in Bex Hill.
1: Come the, back to Bexhill. For Bex the Hill. next
0: chapter, shall we?
1: <laughs> definitely, definitely.
0: <laughs> wonderful. Well, from Charlene and I, And Michael and Sue, we want to thank you for joining us on Friday p.m. We're going to leave you with a song called So Real to Me. We pray that this song would minister to you as it inspires you to uh, enhance your walk with the Lord and to do great and marvelous things in His name to fulfill our lives and to fulfill our destinies that He's called us to do. So thanks again. God bless you. God willing, see you next week on Friday p.m. See you again soon. Bye-bye.
3: For your love, years spent without you, no one to love. Now you're very near me, your child.